1: Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by track and field jumper, Sammy Evans. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course, it's awesome to, you know, have a fellow Montanan on that's done some amazing things in their sport. It's awesome to have the opportunity to talk about you and talk about track and field.
0: Oh, thank you. It's fun to talk about it. I feel like I talked about it some, but probably haven't told a ton of people everything I did.
1: <laughs> so, well, let's give you the opportunity. Tell me a little bit about what your history is in, with the sport.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, started at a young age, uh, did it in middle school, and then in high school, continued to track and field. I did three sports in high school: um, basketball, volleyball, track and field. Track and field was by far the one that I had the high, the highest ceiling in, um, the one I liked the most as well. And then I fell in love with the jumps—high jump and triple jump, to be more specific. I wasn't huge on long jump; that didn't really get added in consistently until I believe my third year in college. Um, and then I did it once i believe my sophomore year i think and then um my junior i was good at it and then my junior year they kind of just like threw it in and yeah that i mean my background it just goes pretty deep and then in college i did pretty well um i don't know how much of that do you want to hear
1: <laughs> i think pretty well is an understatement so go on ahead
0: <laughs> okay okay so yeah yeah so in high school i have the high triple jump record I think I have the middle school one as well I never dreamed I would hold a collegiate record uh, I didn't even know what the record was and then my sophomore year I hit well my freshman year I hit 40 feet in triple jump um, which was big I didn't even know I could do that and then by my sophomore year I think I set the triple jump record and then um, the outdoor one, I want to say, I could be wrong on that. And the indoor one, I don't know. Honestly, I so I rebroke and the record, the triple jump record, so many times. I actually don't know when. <laughs> and it was like once you had it, I just kept rebreaking it. And so I have the indoor and outdoor triple jump records. And then um, they threw in long jump into my repertoire. And um somehow I managed to get the record in that as well. So then I got the indoor record in that. Um for the Big Sky Conference, I think I'm still ranked top 10 in both of those events. And then I say for Montana, I may be like the out of both schools. I want to say MSU and University of Montana. So all of Montana, I want to say I hold that record for triple jump. And then um Yeah, I was ranked among like the top in the nation for triple jump and um, long jump as well. I went for regionals, but triple jump was by far my best one. It's the one I cared about the most. And it's the one I had the most accolades in. I went to 2016 USA TF Indoor Championships. So when I was still in college, I was redshirting. went to the USA Track and Field Championships. That was my first taste of getting a post-collegiate feel and kind of making me think I could do it after college. Um, So then I was like, all right started putting it in my brain. And by the time I was in my fifth year in college, they'd redshirted me. I was like, all right, I could do this post collegiately. So once I finished tracking college, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and I have been jumping ever since. I just retired though, after the last Olympic trials.
1: Wow. There's so much. (laughs) That is a lot, but it's awesome to see that, you know, I mean, someone from Montana has done so much and it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, but it was good though. It was just, it was a lot. Um, I don't think I thought I would have gotten as far as I did uh, until I got into college. And the thing I've always told people is I am a chaser, so put me in with the big dogs and I'll learn how to fight. And that's what happened. Dropped me with the big dogs. People were doing better. super competitive. So I was like, I'm going to beat everyone on my team. Then once I did that, I was like, I'm going to beat everyone in the conference. And once I did that, <laughs> beat everyone. Um, and that's kind of what just kept me going, kept me moving, is just being super competitive and then starting to see that I could try to make an Olympic
1: run. Oh, that's so cool. So I had two follow up questions with that one what's the difference between the indoor and outdoor season because it's kind of neat that the big sky has that um so what are the differences as an athlete between those two
0: right so i think what most track and field athletes will tell you is indoor season is just a warm-up for outdoor season it's not your heavy hitting season it's still really early so you're kind of getting your footwork down getting your technique down uh the atmosphere is not the same. It usually has this weird, like buzz sound to it. Cause you're indoors. And like I said, you're just kind of getting things put together. You're still really, really working on stuff up until the day of the meet. You'll be practicing like the day before the meet, um, trying to get little tweaks and stuff to your jump, but that's the big difference. That's what most track athletes will tell you. Uh, some pole vaulters and high jumpers like indoor better because mm. they don't, have events. Um, for most jumpers, the runways are not as fast and they're not as springy. So we generally like outdoor, not only because we're more physically prepared for it, but the runways serve us better. And so we usually jump further. So I'm an outdoor person. Indoor was just usually kind of what you did to get ready. And, um, leading up into the trials, I didn't even have an indoor season because I've gotten sick and then I didn't have... An outdoor, or really an indoor, the year before that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but most people will just tell you indoors,
1: kind of your warm up. Huh. Interesting. And then my other question is, I mean, obviously most people don't just get up one day and start jumping, you know, record lengths in the triple jump and high jump and all that. So, how do you prep yourself to a start that, but then get better as you're doing it more and more? Mm.
0: Like how to, well, like, how do you get to a point where you can start breaking records?
1: Yeah, like how do you, you know, get there basically?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I think this goes with any sport, but uh, more specifically with sports where it's not team oriented, where it's a self. And there's a few sports like that where um, your one spot is kind of based on you. I would say... The big thing is is knowing what you're like know your sport or know in my case know your event, no triple jump. And I didn't know a lot about it going into college. And then I started to kind of learn more and learn more. And I still was learning so much after college because I came in and didn't have as sturdy of a base as I like to. Mm-hmm. Kind of developing what triple jump is, what it takes to do it, how each phase, um, what do you do to prep for those phases? How do you get them better? And a lot of it for me was building a strong into a weights program, um, learning some speed technique stuff. And then after that, it was just perfecting one little thing at a time. And that's one of the reasons I like triple jump so much is there's three phases to it. So you have always something to work on, which means that when you mess up, it can mess up pretty big, but when you hit it all together, you can get a personal record by like a foot. A meet, which is unheard of. You don't get that in any of your other events. So I love triple jump for that reason. It's very technical. And I think for me, I'm such a mental person every day it was going in and my number one goal. And I think this is what was fueling me or not my number one goal, but one of my goals was for my worst to be everyone else's best. And I would remind myself that in practices, when I'm tired, when I didn't want to run more, when I wasn't. Uh, um when I just wasn't feeling it was I wanted my tired to be everyone else's best and that kind of kept me pushing and always striving to get better because that's the name of the game is mm-hmm. you do break records once you are kind of out there on little playing field for a while and you don't always see competition that matches up as it comes down to like how much you beat yourself by and that starts in practice and then bleeds over into your meets
1: For sure. So then, you know, you mentioned the Olympic trials and I want to know one, how did you qualify for it? And then just what was that experience like? Because that's an experience that most people in the world are not going to get to experience in their lifetime. So how cool was it?
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's cooler now looking back on it. Um, When I got there, I was preparing for it for so long that you're not shocked by um, being there. You're not, and you kind of can't allow yourself to be cause you have to be so focused or mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. But later I looked back and I was like, that was so sick. I cannot believe all the things that happened, but to bring it back, um, how I got in, that's a really good question. So it was kind of a mess. I moved to Arizona at the end of 2017 in the summer to train. I was out here for about a year. I had was working coming off of an ankle injury. I had gotten like right before I left University of Montana. And finally that got a little bit better. I was doing well. And then I got really sick. I had health issues for the next two years. Was getting blood work done every two weeks. Having to go to the doctors. Oh, man. I, any nutrients. I was having, my body was like going to war with myself. Um, so I wasn't able to do a lot of meats. And then I finally, finally started to come back, had half of an indoor season. The last half of it made it to the USA, um, indoor championships, which I usually made it to that. Um, was kind of getting my stride together. My health was getting back. And I always tell everyone when I finally was done getting sick, the world got sick. So then COVID happened. So how I made it into the Olympic trials, I do not know. I actually don't know. Pure determination um, is how I got there because I wasn't hitting great marks, but luckily no one else was either um, because no one could find any meets. Uh, So then it was a matter of finding track meets, fixing stuff I had no time left. I had an outdoor season and not said I had a few months to try to even get into the trials. Um, I actually made it in just by hitting the top 20. So being the top 20 people that entered, mm-hmm. got in. um, I was pretty sure I'd get in cause I was sitting pretty well in that bubble, okay. but, um, a lot of people didn't hit the usual standard. So the standard they had, most people didn't hit it just we didn't have enough meets um in an event like long jump it's a little easier to those early on and triple jump people don't really hit their stride until later you could see reflected actually at the olympic the jumping wasn't as good as it usually was there was a couple girls jumping really well but overall the pack wasn't thick Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think a lot of that is just because triple jump is so technical it takes a while to get into it but I don't actually know how I made it (laughs) only because like, I mean, I worked hard for it. That's how, yes. But it's crazy to think with all of the things I had come up leading up to that, the years leading up to that, I managed to even still want to do it. Um, But once I got there, it was, it was pure chaos. Um, at first I was calm, collected, got my rental car. Then I got hit by a car.
1: Oh, my and, gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of days before I competed, um, was supposed to be in there practicing and I couldn't make it for my practice time slot, Had to go get worked on for the next few hours. Was um, was obviously very worked up. <laughs> I could <laughs> not get hit by a car. I was like, what is this? But um, like my car got hit by a car, not my person. But I yeah, my car got hit by a car. So that was kind of messy, and then finally I calmed down, made it in, was warming up. But I, I think, it didn't seem crazy to me um, until after I left, and then I thought about it, and I was like, you know, what's kind of wild is there was people lining up the streets trying to take pictures of us as we're walking in, yelling at us. There was these crazy COVID protocols. They had things that were scanning your face. That it was, it was crazy when I think back on it. But at the time, I was just you know you're doing it and your mind's so focused on other things you don't even have time to stress about it or to be like surprised um but the facility was crazy in eugene their new facility we were the first people to have a big meet in that oh, facility wow. that was really cool um they walk you down underneath there's an entire track built on that track that people don't know about it's an entire track and throwing pits like it's crazy it's so cool Wow. Um, but you just kind of are going out and then you go out and I, I mean, it's kind of crazy. You're walking out and you're at the Olympic trials and there's TVs everywhere. Um, I think the thing that was probably one of the coolest moments was I got done and uh, my nephews were there. They didn't watch in the meet because it's hard to get in with all the COVID protocols, but they were watching on TV and they were going to come meet up with us afterwards. And all of a sudden I just feel this like thing hit me and I look down and it's my nephew and he's looking at me and he Sammy I saw you on TV and I realize I'm like oh yeah this is the Olympic trials like it's nationally televised stuff like that kind of hits you after but in the moment you're just so focused
1: oh for sure I I went to um, a speed skating Olympic trial in Utah and it was so cool to see all the people from all the different countries you know in one spot what was that like for you as an athlete
0: um good question i mean ours was like it's only people uh, trying to get that off but whatever um ours so you know you're only seeing people from the u.s um just because oh, okay.
1: they're
0: all fixed so this wasn't an olympic It was the Olympic trial. So it's only Team USA goes. Oh, okay. But like the Golden Games, though, that was a meet where there's people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, For that, I guess in track, I think honestly, I just was used to it. It's like track is a sport where even in college, you would go to these meets and you would have people compete unattached that were from other countries. And track and field often has people on other teams from other countries, especially like Jamaica and the islands, stuff like that. So kind of used to it but um it's I guess it was weird hearing other people be like oh you've met this athlete or oh like with them like that part was weird to me because track is so small you get to know everyone and everyone's so caring um like I still have really really good friends that I've met just through track but so it wasn't as weird for me I guess
1: oh that's awesome so what are you doing now, now that you've kind of retired from, you know, um, competition jumping?
0: Right. What am I doing now? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I retired from jumping Had coaches, try to see if I'm going to come back. Uh, they keep asking, seeing <laughs> I should make a comeback, but track just doesn't make a lot, a lot of money so. Um, currently I am a fitness professional, so I train people, um, I train some standard individuals. I train a lot of high school kids and train a few professional athletes. The professional athletes I train, um, come to me for like speed and play metric training. Those are usually NFL athletes who I see the most. Um, oh, okay. so I do that. And then I also have an online training business called drip. Um, you can find it drip by sammyjoe.com or at drip underscore by underscore sammyjoe on Instagram. Um, I sell a lot of online fitness. Half of my clients are from Montana. So that's really cool. Half of them are from Haver, even cooler. <laughs> so <some laughs> gotten to know people I kind of knew before. I really know now because they follow all of my fitness programs that shows them exercises. Um, like it will show you, it'll tell you what you're going to do. It shows you the exercise. It gives you workouts. The results clients have had have been crazy. Um, so I have that platform as well. And then I also, cause it's just a never ending. I do so many things. I also just signed for a modeling agency in January, so I work with a modeling agency out of LA, and um, a lot of the stuff I book through them is fitness shoots. So kind of stuff like you would see, beat, like Beachbody, like a company like that. Okay, yeah. Filming for them, where I was working out in it. They have like cameras all in your face. They're putting makeup on you. They're like hold, and they're like touching you up before they start. Um, kind of crazy. I always. It's weird because it seems normal to me now, but it really is crazy the kind of life I'm living because it's definitely not what the like small town vibe, it's like never thought to do all these things. I would have never thought I'd be working as a fitness model, went to the Olympic trials, training professional athletes, um, having an entire online business, kind of crazy
1: about but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding from haver montana to all the stuff you've done that's really awesome yeah it's pretty wild that's awesome so for you know high school kids and middle school kids that want to go on to college and potentially the olympics for track and field what do you suggest for them
0: oh that's good because it's a good question so when I was in high school, I always tell people I never even thought to dream of going to the Olympics. It just wasn't in my thought process. I wouldn't have never thought of it. Um, it wasn't until I started getting better. I would say one, start dreaming big at a young age Two, find good resources. Um, a lot of coaches in Montana don't, I don't know how to say this without. I want it to not sound bad on coaches, in Montana. They do what they can, but they mm-hmm. don't necessarily, we have the knowledge and the background in some of the sports they're coaching to coach you to that level of wherever you wanna to get to. You know, I didn't have the coaches that could have got me to the Olympics in high school or could have even prepped me for that in high school. So I would say find good resources. Um, I've actually had a lot of Harvard coaches reach out to me this year for drills, which I love. So any Montana people, and I've had um, a school from Belgrade as well, reach out to me. So I'm from Glasgow. Any like schools or coaches in Montana, I always say, find me, get a hold of me, use me as a resource and use other post athletes that have done really well as resources, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, find athletes that are doing really, really well. Look at what they're doing. Uh, I think that's a really big thing for athletes and for coaches is just get educated and then you know the thing that is the best about Montanans in particular is we have grit. You know we are yeah. doing it. In the colds, we're doing it in the wind, and if you can do that and hold your own against these other states like that, imagine when you get to good weather. Imagine what happens. Um, that's what happened with me. I was like, put me in with them and the conditions they have. They're done for. And right. that's the best part about that Montana mentality. But. I would just say, you know, get educated on your sport and then work your butt off. Because in the end, kids that wanna go have, you should have fun, yes. But kids that wanna go party, you know, I always said this in college, is the one thing I liked better than partying, because I did like to party in college, was winning. And so I stopped partying, I love to win. And I think that is a mentality. If you adopt that at a younger age, you're only going to do better is love to win and love to beat yourself and you will have a lot of success in your sports.
1: Oh, those are great words. And definitely, I think Montana needs to use our athletes that have done well in Montana to help further their programs because we have some great athletes that have come out of this state for sure.
0: I agree. I think the media coverage needs to be upped on them. I've been saying that, Um, especially our female athletes, a lot of the male athletes, they go to sports that people like quote unquote people like football. So if someone gets signed to the NFL, we are all about them. We will follow them to the day they die and they may sit on the bench. Mm. And then we that are making it into the Olympic trials that you get very minimum coverage around. And I'm, this is how we get athletes scholarships though. Yep. You want, have their school paid for. There's plenty of sports. Start talking to those athletes, doing outreach, getting kids excited. You know, kids in Haver, Montana should have been excited that someone from Haver made it to the Olympic trials. Or even when I went to college, someone from Haver is breaking records in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you get kids involved in the sport. And, you know, and then you reach out to these athletes and you see, can you come back? Can you coach a camp? Can you do a workshop? Can you do something? I think that's how you keep getting these kids involved. And then why? when these kids are involved in sports, they're not involved in other things, you're keeping them out of trouble. Um, So I think media coverage needs to be better. Um, And I think utilizing, like you said, utilizing these athletes for drills, for stuff, you know, we're still really approachable. Get a hold of us. See yep. what we can help. I think that's really, really big. And Montana needs to be a tad bit better on it. I know they're not big on the social media thing, but it's happening. It's coming. Jump on board. Get a hold of these athletes.
1: For sure. Well, hey, Sammy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's awesome to highlight you and your career, and just having your you on. And yeah, it's been great.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: Of course, you have a great rest of your day.
0: Thanks, you as well. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.